This episode is brought to you by Zeratech Software Development. Are you a company whose commitment to excellence demands effective software tools? Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help build or enhance your technological systems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. You can find them at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Hey guys, today on the podcast, I sat down and chatted with Charlie Heltonen. Charlie is a few different things. He's a teacher. He is a owner of A1 Toilets, a portable toilet company uh, that he's in the process of growing with his wife. Uh, Charlie was fun to chat with. He's another one of these guys that don't necessarily fit the uh, perfect picture of what the obsessed podcast is. But for me, it's all about just learning how to be a better person, how to treat people better. And Charlie, to me, is always just exemplified that to a T. Uh, and also just that, that heart of a teacher, the business side of things I appreciate. I just wanted to explore a lot of that and just catch up with him. Uh, so I enjoy this one a lot. We didn't get into one passion of his, uh, which is music, but maybe for a follow-up sometime we'll enjoy that. But otherwise here's the podcast again, really enjoyed this one. Welcome to the Obsessed Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Herkus. In this podcast, we get to meet and hear from folks who are obsessed with a wide array of interesting endeavors. We dive into some awesome stories and look at the mindsets and the psychology of those who are obsessed. Let's go. Charlie, thanks for coming in. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Before, before I did, I asked you to come on and you said, hey, I don't know if I fit yeah. There's part of me that like, I don't care. Right. But yeah. also appreciates that. Like almost the person who doesn't want to do this is the one I want to chat sure, with. You know sure. what I mean? Well, let's hope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but exploring a few different things and I've got a few different avenues I want to go down. So we'll just kind of see where it goes. But a few things I'm thinking about is almost like the, for you, you talked about your passion being in the business world, right? You've bought and own your own business. You're a school teacher. Yep. Um, and, and, uh, both of those things. So I went to school to be a teacher for two yep. years oh. and I eventually realized my interest is in business and sales and this whole sure. world. I eventually realized, Hey, that's what I'm going to do. I need to just pursue that. I yeah. got out of school, didn't pursue the teaching role, but I still have that heart and that drive yeah. to teach. Right. Yeah. So whether that's in the business world or whatever mm-hmm. it is, I've still got that. Yeah. Uh, so I feel that connection. Right. Yeah. But also for you, I'm just curious, is that has that drive to teach always been there? Like what, what led you down the teaching? No. Uh, interestingly, when I was, um, coming out of high school, I wanted to be an architect. Okay. Yeah. And so like I was in ninth grade, I took a geometry math class and I was in shop and we were doing drafting in shop and it was like, this is it. So I want to do for the rest of my life. So that was the direction I was headed. Right. Graduated from high school, went to college, started down that road and had a physics teacher my freshman year who was like, oh, do you know what the outlook for that is right now? You might want to look into it a little bit, you know? Huh. So I looked into it, didn't look very promising. So I was like, okay, well, in my junior year of high school, I'd started working at a daycare. My sister was the coordinator there and she's like, well, I mean, you love coming to work every day. You're great with the kids. Like, have you ever thought about teaching? It's like, not really. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was kind of the catalyst. I was like, why not give it a shot? Okay. And loved it. And that was junior year of high school when junior you started high that? school. And I started working with kids and I worked that job for eight and a half years. Okay. So we did, you know, after school care and then, um, summer camp too. So like coordinating summer camp. And so I worked as a counselor for six of those in the last two summers and I coordinated it. So, hmm. so okay. yeah, kind of took over that, that leadership role and then, yeah, but that was it. I mean, you just, yeah. 
Yeah. Do you remember what it was that, that again, you're a junior in high school, mm-hmm. right? Young at that point, you did it for quite a while. Do you remember yeah. what it was that, uh, do you just enjoy it in general or why you enjoyed working with kids? Um, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of nieces and nephews. Um, I was, you know, towards the younger end of my family. So I had some nieces and nephews. And so like, I knew like hanging out with my nieces and nephews, that was a good time. Like we always had a blast and I loved doing that. And it was yeah. easy, right? Like playing with kids, having a good time was easy, mm-hmm. right? It was just fun. And then I was looking for a job. And my sister was looking for somebody to come in and I was like, sure, you know, and then, yeah, it was just kind of like the natural fit at the right time Yeah, that just like, yep, this is where I need to be. And, and then I just did it every day after school when I wasn't playing sports and stuff, but yeah, you know, you went to college then right after high school for yep. teaching. Yep. Yep. Two years at a community college and, uh, well, Hibbing, Hibbing community college to start on the architecture path first and then, uh, transfer to Misabi range community college to start my generals towards my elementary education degree and then ended up at umd go bulldogs hmm. so okay because mm-hmm. yeah i i guess it, kind of exploring where does that come from right that that drive to teach and, yeah. and and did you have a drive to teach or you enjoyed the kids and then you said hey that seems like a good path yeah or? i think it was just enjoying the kids like okay. I, I had a blast at work every day we had so much fun uh, my counselor friend joe and i he's also a teacher now so like we both took that path you know we just we we worked at this uh daycare we had so it was the ymca so Mm -hmm. it was an after school program but man we just had so much fun together and i mean you know i started going into teaching he started going into teaching now we're both he's been at it for a year longer than me but Hmm. you know and so like it was just the love of kids is what brought me into the classroom and then everything else you know you just kind of figure it out but i mean i always hear that you know kids don't remember what you teach them they remember how you make them feel right and i've always felt like i've had a really good rapport with you know, people in general, but kids for sure. Cause I'm just, I'm one who just jumps in there and gets going, you know? Yeah, for sure. No shame. Right. Yeah. No. I, and that's part of what I wanted to talk about. So one of the reasons I started this podcast is to have hear fun conversations, right. And, and, yeah. and hear from some interesting people, but also have conversations that you wouldn't normally have, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. you, life is busy, right? Yeah. You've got your oh, life. Yeah. I've got my life. We pass each other by, we say hi and that's yeah. about it. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. the way life goes being intentional sitting down like this it's going to force me to think about how i've interacted with you in my life it's yeah. going to just it, yeah it just brings things out that wouldn't normally happen yeah. right yeah uh so i appreciate that but i i was thinking back to I, I doubt if you remember it i went on a canoe trip in minnesota probably okay. 10 years ago i think i was 18 sure uh you you were in a canoe near me we were a band of like three canoes nine of us okay we, we like laughed and joked Tied and together, sang probably. songs or whatever else right down yeah. the whole river and I remember it was pretty seriously pretty impactful at that time is you were, I think you're like an older person compared to the rest of us, right? Sure. Thanks for uh, that. Yeah. yeah, no problem. <laughs> Old, right? And uh, the way you interacted with everybody, like we were at a, a melting pot of people there from different areas and different backgrounds sure. or whatever else. Sure. You were super nice, genuine, open, didn't matter. You didn't yeah. care what I, who I was or where I came from. Yeah. Maybe you'd be curious about that, but you didn't care about that, right? Yeah. From like, a, hey, I'm going to treat you differently based yeah. on this or yeah. that, right? Yeah. Uh, and I remember leaving that experience thinking, man, like that's how you treat people, yeah. right? Yeah. Like who cares where they come from? Who cares For what sure. you've been through? Who cares what crew you're from? For sure. Uh, and that, I remember taking that away and I feel like that speaks to like, again, that that openness that you talk about, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Well, and I, I appreciate that first of all. Um, second of all, yeah, like that in a classroom, that's what you have. You have mm-hmm. a mix of every, every kid. Right. And my first teaching experience was in a middle school in West Duluth and you had, it was the lower income side of the city, but you had a mix of everybody. Right. But that's, I mean, that's, 
you know, you got to give everybody a fair shake. And I mm-hmm. think that's, that's huge. You know, kids appreciate that. Like For if sure. they come in and you already have that, like, I know you're a bad kid. Right. I'm going to treat you, you know, like I'm already got my eye on you. It's like, then they just, that's what they feed to. And that's how they're going to behave. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I try to do that for everybody. It's just like, I, that's the kind of person I am. I'm just super sociable. And it's like, I, I love to be in there and just have a good time. And yeah. So yeah. I don't know. And for, for teaching wise, that's you, you have to. Yeah. But do you know where that comes from within you? That willingness to be open to uh, all walks of life? Yeah. I, I mean, probably parents, you know, you, okay. you, you learn what you live, right? Sure. So, you know, and so my parents just always, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've never always been perfect, but right. You know, you, you definitely do. And, and I mean, I, I just know how I want to be treated by Mm -hmm. other people. And so it's, it's, it's gotta be like, I think that's the golden rule, right? Treat others the way you want to be treated. And so I, I just know I want to be treated and it, and it does it like, it like, and maybe that's coming from the teaching side of it too. But like at school, when you're watching how other kids are interacting with each other, how kids are treating each other, sometimes it does, it breaks your heart. Like, how can you be that way? How can you be so mean, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and maybe that's just because I'm not that way. And I try not to do those kinds of things, but, Mm -hmm. but you know, so it is, I think, I think it's something deep down that you just, you just care and you just want to see kids do well. And you just want to know that everybody's having a good day, you know? And so to try to instill that in, my kids and even my students like like just you know you don't have to be mean it's way easier to be nice right so much easier to be nice right right (laughs) it really is you know truly truly no and so there's something i'm exploring lately in my head i just some of that times sometimes i latch on a topic and i just think about it for a long time right yeah and something i'm thinking about is that like that drive to teach and that drive to serve and that openness to other people that whole the whole bit right that you have is where does that come from there's a part of me that wonders like is that teacher that that person that has that drive to teach and like change and help people go through things that they've been through or or again how can somebody be mean you're saying that right yeah. like does that all yeah. come from like you i don't know how to quite put it like you've been through tough things right yeah. you've had people oh, yeah. bully you oh, or whatever sure. else yeah. right like yeah. you, you've been through tough moments like yeah. everybody has their important yeah. moments in life yeah yeah and, and does it like affect you differently than it might affect somebody else? Not differently, but maybe to a different magnitude that makes you say maybe. like, man, I, I wish I could not let that happen to other people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think so. And, and I'm, you know, and sometimes I get the bad rap for this too, but I'm always very good about just kind of letting something go, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I don't let a lot get to me, yeah. you know? So it's just like, yeah, whatever, right. you know, like think what you want, you know, yeah. but that's just my personality. Sure. Whereas for other kids, you can see that, that, other kids can't do that quite so much right and so yeah so like i you know you notice that you you, i mean and you definitely know how it makes you feel when somebody says something like that yeah and it's just like how how people can willingly do that to other people just like yeah so in the teaching realm it is it's just like you you just you're there to have a good time you show the kids how it's you know it's Mm -hmm. so much fun to just have a good time be nice to each other and we're gonna get through this thing and Mm -hmm. and so i mean yeah i just i love that part of it Right, right. Not so much the teaching part of it, just like yeah. the relationship part of it, right? <laughs> For sure, yeah. Just right. developing relationships. I don't know. That's it's it's huge. Yeah, huge. So again, that's a part of what this is all about for me is just having conversations with people like you that I appreciate, right? Again, going back to that moment. Yeah. But um, also just that again, if you can spread that, that's awesome. Right? Yeah, yeah. That that openness to be well, like just helping other people see that, right? Right, like 
picture like the uh, again. I, I always put myself back to like when I was twelve or thirteen or fourteen, and I don't. I, you have moments go one way and moments go the other way. But say you picture like a, make up a thing. You're playing this game, right? Yeah. And you've got this one outsider kid in the corner, yeah, who doesn't really know you or whatever yeah. else. And there's a there's like a pivotal moment there. Yeah. You can say, hey, oh, yeah. do you want to play too, man? Oh, or yeah. you can be like, hey, I'm stuck in my bubble. Yeah. I here's know. my five friends I'm going to play I with know. and here's this I guy know. over here I and know. I've done both things right I, I've left the kid in the corner and I said hey it's do you want to play man but it's like if yeah. you can spread that message to be like include that Let's person in or here. whatever yeah it's yeah, unreal I know and just being intentional about it I think yeah. is the big thing right like it's very easy to sit back and do nothing you know I had a conversation with a buddy one time and I mean he was saying you know like it's really hard like even on the flip side of it right like where you and your buddies are goofing around and maybe even doing something you shouldn't be doing picking on somebody whatever right mm-hmm even on that flip side of it where it's also very hard sometimes for you just to be like, no, we shouldn't be doing this. Right. You know, it's all about being intentional. Yeah. Right? Like, and I mean, the more you're intentional, I think the easier it comes. Like now you're looking out for those kinds of things. You're just doing them naturally. Right. Like, right. So for me that, yeah, that, that side of it is it's, it's, it's sometimes it is, it's taking a step outside of your comfort zone and being like, let's go, come right. on join us you know i know schools have buddy benches and all those kinds of things so they are being intentional about those kinds of things if you don't have anybody to play with go sit on the buddy bench somebody will come find you right but um but yeah it is it's yeah just be intentional about it be a good person and just i don't know yeah there's a there's a part of me like i remember like growing up right and and you're talking about uh schools having intentional things i remember they have like no bullying and stuff to yeah. me that it never didn't mean anything no right? it it's yeah it's and i mean do kids really even know what bu- the word bullying means right. who knows right like you tell a kid don't be bullying that kid like right. he has no idea what you mean maybe mm-hmm. you know so like being intentional in your conversation there too right right showing so, them how to treat that kid i don't know yeah but to me the answer is like okay you've got all these programs saying no bullying this bullying yeah. to me as a kid i remember that yeah. meaning nothing at all yeah. in one ear out the other yeah. i understood what it meant but i'm just yeah. saying this message did nothing for me yeah but if yeah. i could see somebody that i looked up to stand yeah. up for somebody in a certain yeah. situation that yeah. meant the world right yeah oh yeah so i and, and even picturing back in those days is like you you're almost in a survival mode. Like I don't even have the, like the mental capacity to be like, Hey, what should I be doing differently here? Sure. I probably did. Maybe that's an excuse. Right. But like, you've got a thousand things going on and a thousand things to think about. Yeah. At a certain point, you're just, again, like, how do I survive the day? Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if you could go back, there's many moments I can think of, like, if I could go back, man, I wish I could redo it and stand yeah. up for oh. this person or, or whatever. Right? 2020. Right. Yeah. yeah. But again, just thinking about that, that's something and about it where I think you have that. Have you had any moments? Can you picture doing that like on, a, on an exceptional level that was tough? Oh, man. Mm, I mean, not off the top of my head, but, you know, I'd like to believe I would have been intentional at some point to, yeah. to do something like that. And I, th- I believe, you know, that, that job I worked, you know, forced me to be intentional. Sure. Because as the adult, you're trying to get everybody to be involved. And, and you are. You're coaching the kids up on how to be able to do that too, right? Like. Right. You know, for the, that kid sitting in the corner, you know, as the adult in the room, are you are you even trying to coach? Those kids might not even know how to invite that kid into the game. Mm-hmm. Are you being intentional about even coaching them on how to be able to do something like that, right? Right. Sometimes skills are learned too. So, yeah. you know, just to be like, hey, let just feed them a line, right? Like mm-hmm. tell them, you know, go, hey, go ask him if he wants to come play, you know? Right. That's simple, but. But yeah, it is. And and to even on your note of, you know, like you having a million things going on, like that's the thing too. Think about those kids who come from those tougher homes, right? Like right. they got so much stuff going on, you know, 
Like, yeah. the last thing they're thinking about is finishing their science homework right. or something, you know? Right. Or, I mean, so, yeah, they'll sit at lunch and just, that's their quiet time to just, holy cow, I'm at school, I'm safe, don't have to worry about anything, I'm eating food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. For some of those kids, that's it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, right. it is. It's hard. And, and, I know, and I know what kids get in their clicks. They find their group of friends, and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just always being intentional about just opening your arms just a little bit, you know? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And again, I think, I think you get some amount of kids to do, or even adults, right. To do that on a small level. And that has a ripple effect, right? Oh, definitely. Well, I mean, think about it, even in your friends group, right. If you got one kid who is like, Hey, we're going to, I mean, the rest of you aren't going to be like, screw it, you know, like pushing them out, you know, you're all going to try to do the same thing right mm-hmm. so it is it's it, it is like you say a ripple effect you know you get that one kid who can do it well pull him in the other guys are gonna appreciate that and welcome him with open arms and then before you know it it's happening more and more and right. then even yeah adults too same same thing right definitely yeah for sure no you, you could go on for a long time about that but that's one of the things i really thought about again I, i've thought about that many times over the years that again that canoe yeah. trip and thinking about how <laughs> I, you, like you that's said awesome. you don't i don't remember a thing we said or talked about sure. or anything like i couldn't said, tell right? you either but but you said that you you remember how they make you feel and absolutely yeah. i walk away absolutely. being like I, i've always been inquisitive watching people studying mm-hmm. people and like yeah I'm, I'm stealing something from him it's like that's how you treat people right yeah i just be nice right it's easy yeah. yeah. What what about transitioning into the business side of things, right? Sure. You, you own your own business now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, has that interest been there for a while or was it happenstance? Absolutely not. Happenstance. Okay. Yep. No, my uh, few years ago, um, big St. John's weekend up here, my parents were down at the farm in Aura, small septic system. My mom was like, we got a lot of people coming. We should uh, probably get a portable toilet, you know, mm-hmm. for people to go to the bathroom outside so we don't overwhelm the septic system and which is a good idea, by the way. Sure. So call me. Anyways, but um, yeah, so so they looked in the phone book. I mean, imagine that, right? Um, my dad found A1 Toilets, Calumet, Michigan. He called him up, said, hey, you know, you guys rent toilets in the Aura area? Sure enough, you know. So as he was given his information, asked for his billing address. And so he told them, you know, Mountain Iron, Minnesota. And they're like, Minnesota? Like, oh, we're looking for houses in Minnesota. He's hmm. like, what are you looking for houses in Minnesota for? And oh, we're planning on selling the business and retiring and moving to Minnesota, you know? He's like, really? Huh. She's like, oh, do you want to know more? Would you like to buy a toilet business? Yeah. You know, he's like, uh. <laughs> She's like, well, I'll talk to my husband when he comes and drops off your toilet. You guys can talk about it. So the guy, Jerry, had come and delivered the toilet, and they got talking, and Jerry left. My dad texted all of his brothers. was like, hey, who wants to buy 200 toilets and a couple toilet trucks? Yeah. And at that time, I looked at the message. I was you know, teaching. And I was just like, yeah, right. There's no, no way I can afford something like that. You yeah. know? And so, I mean, but yeah, I mean, as, as my brothers got more intrigued and I mean, we started looking into it a little bit It's like, holy cow, maybe we could make something like this happen. And yeah, it took a long time, but I mean, shoot, you know, it took my mom saying, let's get a portable toilet for our company. And here we are almost four years later, you know, 2019 yeah. in March, we've took over and it's been a whirlwind, but unreal. Right. Yeah. Right. So happenstance just came to be, Absolutely. you weren't looking for anything like that. You didn't nope. have that nope. drive no, I, or nothing. Hey? No, I wanted to be principal. You know, that's like, I was like, Hey, you know, teaching's the start. And then, all right, I'm going to go in, into administration, you know, keep moving up the ladder. And mm-hmm. that was the plan. That was the dream. And then uh, this came along and yeah. all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, maybe this is that 
you know, that next step. I don't need to be a principal anymore. I can just keep teaching and this is a perfect summer job, you know, Mm -hmm. principals work all summer. So, right. Right. (laughs) What was the drive for on on the administration side? Was it just that natural next challenge level or did you you affect more people or what? I think so. Like when I worked that summer job, I, the last couple of years I took over the coordinating position. So like I wasn't working directly with the kids. I was working with the people who were working with the kids, you know? And so like, it's that next level of teaching, right? Like you're not teaching the kids anymore. You're teaching the teachers who teach the kids. And so for me, that was intriguing. Like, man, like all the things I do in the classroom or like all the things I did at the summer camp, like I can pass that on to the next generation of counselors coming up who are going to be here after I'm gone, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was exciting. Like to, you know, just like get all the information to them. Like, Hey, this is what we do. This is what works. This is what we've done. And, just have a ball with it. And then like just coaching them along, like coaching them up, pushing them in the direction to just like, this isn't, you know, it is just a job, but at the same time it can be so much more than that, you know? And so I think that's what was like, that's what I want to do. Like, I'm going to be a teacher first, but after I learned the craft, after I, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say master the classroom. Cause I don't know if anybody ever masters a classroom. There's so much to learn mm-hmm. and every year is different. But after I feel comfortable, like maybe I will take that next step and then I can be, you know, helping those teachers help those kids, right? Like, because I, I think it all just comes back to just the, the drive to teach in the sense of, you know, if you're not teaching kids, you're teaching somebody, mm-hmm. you know, even you and your real estate, right? You're, for sure. You're helping all these clients, right? They don't know a darn thing about anything sometimes for the most part, and you're there to guide them through it. And that's that's got to be awesome, rewarding to, you know, mm-hmm. help them buy the home of their dreams or the property of their dreams and then you know, but you had a, you had a small part in that and you Mm -hmm. coached them through the process. Like, yeah, I think that's what it was just. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Breakwater Federal Credit Union in Houghton, Michigan. Banking with a credit union is ideal because there are less service fees and lower loan interest rates than a regular bank. Plus they are local and staffed by our family and friends. New members can use the coupon code obsessed when they come to open an account and receive $50 in their account. This coupon code expires March 31st, 2023. If you're looking for a financial institution that puts you and your financial health first, be sure to check out Breakwater Federal Credit Union. Forrester Research interviewed 206 senior technology leaders in major organizations responsible for software development sourcing. 63% said their software development service partners do not have a full understanding of their end customer. If you're dead serious about moving faster and getting more done, Zeratech Software Development can help you move forward with confidence. Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help solve your problems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. As they align with their clients, they use a proven method to understand the scope of the problem and help demystify the steps to make it go away. They will deliver the software solution you need, and they do it with the integrity that you'd expect from a family-owned business in the heartland of America. Schedule a call with the team at Zeratech today at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Okay. And that makes sense for sure because, again, thinking about you having your own specific way of doing things, right, that you really appreciate, again, that openness, the acceptance, whatever else, right, of but you can only affect the 25 kids yeah. in your classroom, yeah, right? But if sure. you can do that on like a, a school wide level, I, I totally understand that for yeah. sure. Now you got 300 or however many there are, right? Right. And whole, a whole organization, right? But that yeah. can be again within your, yep. within the business, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, even like we had last year, last year, last couple of years, capturing kids hearts, starting Calumet. 
uh, kind of branched out to now the local districts. But we had Capturing Kids Hearts trainers come up. Mm-hmm. And like just, you know, it was all teachers and this trainer guy, you know, and we're just having a ball. And I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like not really because I got so much other stuff going on and I'd be traveling all over the country. And, you know, like I I don't know if I could do that to my family right now. But yeah. down the road, whatever, who knows. But like I remember watching that guy and he was having a ball. We were having a ball. You were learning so much. Yeah. I was like, I could do that, you right. know. So like, but he's just there teaching us teachers, you know, yeah. but. Yeah. What is that? Capturing Kids Hearts? I don't know what that is. Uh, it's just a, it's just a program designed to um, basically capture all the kids' hearts, right? Like you're there to teach, but mm-hmm. also you can only teach these kids if you build a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about building relationships with kids. Hmm. And uh, it's it just gives you tons of strategies on how to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Building social contracts in your classroom. This is how we behave in the classroom, right? This is how we want to treat each other, you know? How right. do you want to be treated by me? How do you want to be treated by each other? Um, how do you, uh, how do you think I want to be treated? And then how do you want to be treated during conflict? Mm-hmm. You know? And so you just build a social contract out of that, you know, you're giving effort, listening, uh, no put downs are the three big ones that you want to focus on. But mm-hmm. just it, yeah, it was basically teaching teachers on how to build quality relationships with their kids mm-hmm. so that you can get through them and teach them something. Sure. Because if kids don't know you, they don't want to learn from you. Yeah. You know? What do you mean by no put downs? Like you're saying don't like yeah, insult don't, type. Yeah. Right. Don't put okay. anybody down. Sure. You know, and that's the thing. Like I remember one time when we were building our social contract, one of the kids had said, well, you know, I think uh, people should know how to take a joke, right. you know, be able to take a joke. And it's like, okay. But at the same time, jokes can be mean, oh, yeah. right? If you have a negative connotation there, right? Everybody says to all sarcasm, there's a hint of truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're telling a sarcastic joke aimed at someone in specific, you know, there's probably a hint of truth there behind mm-hmm. your sarcastic joke. And so it's like, so that was awesome. We had a whole conversation built on just that one comment from the student, like, okay, be able to take a joke. However, you know, is it really necessary? That's, I mean, in essence, you're putting that kid down, Yeah. you know, whether you want us to believe you are or not, you know, so yeah, just again, treating everybody with respect, you know, no put downs, just don't put anybody down. Nobody needs that. Right. Everybody's day's hard enough, you know? Yeah. The, the flip side. So I agree with all this, right? Like I, I, there's sure. a reason I'm talking about this is that there's a part of me that like, I'm thinking about my own children when they go to school, mm-hmm. they're going to face that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, thinking that's sure. beneficial, meaning like yeah. you're meant to go through some of that, right? Yes. Yeah, I you, think if, so. If, if you're 18 years old and you go out in the world, you're going to see it eventually. Oh, yeah, definitely. And if you haven't seen it till then, it's going to be a, a shock. But if yeah. you've seen it incrementally yeah. from yep. from kindergarten through senior year yep. of high school, you're going to be more preferent. Yeah. And you understand that's a part of life. Yeah. The issue is balance potentially, right? Yeah, uh, I think so. And and I think it all goes back to being intentional, right? Like, so with this no or this um, capturing kids' hearts, it's just trying to get kids to be intentional about being, you know, kinder to sure. each other, more yeah. kind, you know, cause kids are kids, you know, they're yeah. really gonna, they're gonna have their moments and yeah. And you won't, you know, I mean, I think the dream is to capture all of them, but mm-hmm. you won't catch them all, you know, you try real hard, but yeah. So your kids will, they definitely will have those and it breaks your heart. Right. Right. But at the same time you think back to when you were going through school and you did survive, but you know, I mean, that's one of the big focuses right now is mental health and education. And so a lot of kids struggle with that kind of stuff too. So it's right. like, how can we get that out of the school system? But at the same time, yeah, it does it. But so I know it's like a double-edged sword, hey? Right. You're like, you want to build character, but 
how do you how do you do that (laughs) when people aren't being mean to you you know yeah i don't know and there's no way no perfect way to do it right you could almost like increment let's put up let's raise the bullying meter to 10 (laughs) percent right like keep it right here we'll be fine right yeah yeah i know i know i know yeah so it it is and you know you know yeah you know kids are gonna do dumb stuff but yeah but it's like to again you have kids how many kids do you have three three yeah. okay same with us three little ones is like when you're when they're two and they're just learning or one and a half just learning to walk your instinct mm. is to grab them protect yeah, them whatever else right of course yeah. uh but you're supposed to let them fall right yeah and, yeah. and same well after kid one i mean two and three just, sure <laughs> yeah. you know you've seen those commercials right and oh, yeah. that, the first baby it's like wipe off the nook after it falls on the floor and yeah. two and three it's like here you go give yeah. it back to <laughs> you're not For gonna sure. die right so but, but then two and three are typically tougher kids because of it, right? probably more, more resilient probably, whatever yeah. else right but, i know uh the same applies to those kind of life struggles yeah, too, right? Definitely. It is is picturing like, man, as a parent, your instinct is like get in there and yeah, help them out, but you definitely. have to just let them go through it. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, part of it too, I wonder to myself is like how much of it is perception of the kid and you can't control that, right? But I've gone through situations where I, I, th- I, I could go many angles at this, but like go through situations where I leave it typically like my education at Calumet high school, for example, I left it feeling like this was a great education. I really appreciated it. Yeah. I have other kids who same exact thing, same exact experience say they didn't like it. Yeah. So I'm like, what's the difference? Yeah. Is it personality? Is it perception and your perceptions, your reality? Probably. Uh, probably I mean, I'm even debating. There's a thing where I'm like, is there like a certain intelligence level where if you're, if you're really intelligent, like that public education system is going to leave you wanting more or frustrated mm-hmm. with the whole system? Sure. Uh, is there even a, a, a correlation between your perceived intelligence and actual intelligence? And is there like a, a I, I don't know, yeah. I, I, stuff I think about all the time, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It's interesting though. Cause yeah, like you say, you know, kids, you know, coming through at the same time as you and you graduate and they hated it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, they they just whatever experiences they had just weren't positive ones, you know. Right, but uh, I don't even know that it's always like the actual experiences. I think it is right to, sure. for for a certain percentage, right? It yeah. is the actual experiences that yeah. it was not good, whatever else. Yeah. But how much of it is, is it just how you look at life, right? Sure. Yeah. But can that? I, I always try to be. Yeah, I always try to be more positive. Like you know, I'm coming from a filming with. Uh, we do a live with Chuck and Nick at school, you know. So we do these little YouTube episodes at each holiday or spring break or whatever at school and you can look it up on youtube but Mm -hmm. um but yeah so we're doing a thanksgiving show today and it's you know thanksgiving we talk about it it's like it's a little more serious holiday you're giving thanks for everything you know you got and your kids your teachers your family your faith whatever right and Mm -hmm. so I mean, and so there I am, like, trying to be super positive about, like, this is going to be so much fun. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And then, you know, on the other side of it, it's like, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is, like, this. what are we trying to do here? Like, it's not even fun. It's like, oh, man. But for me, it's like, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm too positive sometimes. But, yeah, but yeah, I think it is. I think it has a certain, like, I, I don't remember who told me that one time. 90% of everything is attitude. Right. And so, like, if you're going to have a crappy attitude about something chances are it's not going to go very well for sure i always try to tell the kids that at school too it's like they're complaining about some class or another it's like hey come on like if you go in there with a positive attitude do you really think it'll be that bad right you know i don't know i don't think so Mm -hmm. i think if you go in there with a good attitude you're like hey i'm gonna learn something today and you listen and you do what you're supposed to do chances are you probably come out of that class with a different experience for sure right so just yeah positive attitude 
Yeah. So part of me thinks I've, again, this is something I've debated quite a bit because I've, I've, I've seen this happen quite a bit where I've gone through similar experiences. And is it like, I almost think it's like, I, I mentioned like there's a correlation between like intelligence and how you do this because sure. like, I almost think that sometimes I've got rose colored glasses on and I'm just naive to like the, the fringes or the, the struggles that are there that I just yeah. don't even see. You, you might know? not see them. Yeah. Well, you got your own thing going on. Too, sure. Right? right. But yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I think about, I think back to it too. Like, I don't know if I noticed necessarily right. outside of myself, like the kids that struggled. Yeah. You know, I really don't. Right. I don't think I, you know, I mean, you were friends with them outside of class or whatever, but you know, like I think I, I have a couple of buddies who really struggled in school and I honestly don't think I ever noticed. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, so I don't know if that was, I just had my own thing going on. And I'm just focused on myself and making sure I'm getting everything done. But like, right. At the same time it's yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. So maybe even in that sense, you know, where you feel like you had the same experience and those kids are just like, nope, just wasn't for me, you know? Right. Like just, yeah. I mean, they, they either hit it really well or, or you just didn't even notice like, mm-hmm. oh, that really, that really happened. Oh. Right. You know? So, so <laughs> I guess part of what I'm exploring is like, there's an external factor to it, right? Like stop the bullying, be nice, whatever else, yeah. all these things around the kid that'll make the difference. Yeah. But how about, how much of it Intrinsic. internally within yeah. that kid is what will make the difference, right? I know. Yep. And, and can you do anything about that? Oh uh, boy, you wish. Yeah. Right? And you try, you really do try, you know, it's yeah. just trying to give the kid a different perspective. And, and I think leading by example all the time, cause mm-hmm. you know, every day that kid might come in with the same exact attitude and it's like, oh man, let's flip it upside down, you know, but as hard as you try, sometimes you just can't, you mm-hmm. know, but that's the thing. Those kids have so much else going on elsewhere that, mm-hmm. You know, the last thing they're worried about is, but yeah. So I think just trying to be that, that person who's trying to show them another way, you right. know, right. You don't have to be stuck in that, that lane, right. You can come out and explore the, the fun side a little bit and the happy side and the positive side and, mm-hmm. and you're not going to lose yourself, you know, sure. You might find a different you that you're going to like, right. But I mean, yeah, you get those negative kids who are like, nope, just like not happening. Yeah. And it's hard to break that. Right. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Cause that is like you're saying intrinsic, right? right like for sure. Where does that come from? I don't know. It's you, you would like to believe it can be changed. Mm-hmm. It can be coached a little bit, can be taught. It can be, you know, that kid can change, but like it takes a lot of effort on the side of the kid too to like, be like, I, I want something different, you right. know? So just giving him that encouragement, I don't know. But yeah, that, that's probably the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder to myself, like a lot, I thinking about this to me, the biggest answer is help for the the individual. Yeah. I mean, of course the, all the external stuff, right. Mm -hmm. But helping the individual, the kid, that yeah. the, the outlook, because you find what you look for. If you're looking for something bad, you're going to find it. Oh, right? yeah. If you're looking for people that don't like you, you're going to find people that don't like yep. you. If you're looking for positive things, you're going to find positive things, right? You're always going to find what you look for. But like how much of that is personality based and like written within their genetics and there's nothing you can do yeah, about it? I know. Hey. Or how much of it is uh, can be affected? I know. I don't know if I have a good answer to that one, but I think I think just the hope and the belief is that there that you can help that kid change. You mm-hmm. can help them find a different way out. You know, like I was talking to a gal just the other day, you know, and she's talking about that she really hopes basketball is her way out, you know? And so it's like, all right, well, do you, are you shooting in the summertime? Are you playing? Are you, no, it's like, all right, well, you got to find that, right? you know? 
like if you want basketball to be your way out you you gotta find that somewhere right then then you gotta find the intrinsic like i got i, I want to go play at the next level right you know you're not gonna be able to do it just by showing up in season and shooting hoops around the gym you know mm-hmm. at practice i think it it takes a special person yeah and it takes a special quality mm-hmm. and yeah i think there's a little soul searching involved there for those kids to be like well if i want this i better start working at it a little bit you know mm-hmm. so, what do you mean the way out like the just like family life home life you know um they don't they don't you know struggling in academics mm-hmm. you know what i mean sure um so yeah just like they don't see necessarily like um graduating from high school and getting a job and and getting out of their current situation you know yeah like they 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 see oh like basketball i'm i'm pretty good at basketball and i want i want this to take me to the next level because i believe that if if i can play basketball in college i'm gonna get college education i can get a job and move away from whatever i got going on here Mm -hmm. you know and and I mean, you know, you see those stories all the time, right? Like all these these college athletes who just this was their way out, you mm-hmm. know, and they they were good at what their what they were doing and playing professional ball, and now they're giving back to their communities in different ways. And so, I think you know, it's probably a dream of every kid at some point, maybe. But mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, for those kids who are like, I have no other way, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's there that that in itself's got to build a desire to do well and do more. For sure, right? But, but yeah, just that home life, you know, just trying to escape whatever they got going on. Yeah, right. Yeah, I could debate this stuff all day. I, <laughs> it's good though. I, I, you know, like I don't know. I just, yeah, you just want to see kids succeed. Yeah, you're just there trying to figure out how to help them do it. You know, because there's no right answer for, you know, there's no right. cut and dried answer. One answer for all kids, right? Yeah. Everybody's different. And I think that's what, and you're talking about helping the individual, right? So, I mean, even I wish, you know, I wish they could get more help in the school systems. I wish they could get more personnel because some of those class size, 27 kids and one teacher, you know, like yowza, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I had that in Cali, I taught in Cali for a couple of years, you know, my second year there, I had 27 and like you, you definitely do. You try your best to reach every single one of those kids and do what you can with every single one of those kids. But the brutal reality of it is mm-hmm. you can't right you know i mean so just that one-on-one time even if it's not the teacher if it's somebody you know and some of those kids maybe don't need it as much as others right mm-hmm. but for those kids who do need it like being able to provide that is yeah huge right huge right so hey small class size is the way to go you know Mm-hmm. <laughs> but do you find yourself drawn to these kind of questions quite a bit? Like, do you think about it within your, within your own kids or, um, or in your interactions with children? For some reason, I find myself drawn to that. Just again, I think it is that desire to teach that I've had. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, I guess my, so my first daughter, my oldest daughter is now in school. Right. So you do, you kind of think about that and you hope she does well, mm-hmm. you know, and you hope she gets some friends and, you know, and she does she's nice to kids and you know like mm-hmm. yeah i i i think um as my kids will get older older i think it'll probably i'll probably start to think about it more and more right. you know um but yeah i guess i'm more focused on thinking about it from my own perspective in that sense yeah you know how i can help and whatever else but right uh part of this podcast one of the things i learned is that a lot of people have almost crafted their entire life not necessarily their entire life but pursuits passions 
uh, personalities, lifestyles, whatever it might be around small little moments, like little impactful moments that people have said something, a compliment that they sure. gave you or whatever else made you realize like, Hey, maybe this is true about myself. Sure. And they pursue this again. Like one of the guys is a writer and, and yeah. he never dreamed of it, never thought of it. Somebody told him, Hey, you should, you should consider writing. You're pretty yeah. good. Yeah. 40 years later, he's still writing <laughs> to this day. Right. Never even thought about yeah. it before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also how, like, at, especially I think I'm thinking at a younger age with children, right? That how little moments can be a, have a huge impact, right? And yeah. we're talking about somebody opening their arms, being nice, Definitely. talking about you, us on the canoe trip, whatever else. But yeah. also how, again, those little moments can make a big difference. I've talked about my dad, how one time he complimented my sister, Jenna, myself saying we're really good workers. Yeah. Never thought about that before. Yeah. I was like, only mo- yeah. I'm a good worker. I, yeah. Apparently I need to live up to this, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I better keep it up. Right. Yeah. And anyway, so another thing he had said, and, and I don't know if this is ever intentional on his part, like was he doing what I would have potentially tried to do with my kids of like planting these seeds? Yeah. Because I remember we left a social gathering and I had made friends with whoever I'd made friends with. Yeah. And again, 10 years old, 11 years old, whatever it was. And my dad said, Logan, you're really good at making friends. Hey, I don't know. I never thought about that in my life, you know? Yeah. And also like, hey, maybe I am, you know? Yeah. And again, was that intentional? Like planting that seed of being like, hey, be willing to make new friends. Sure. And I felt like ever since then, in any type of setting, I don't care who you are or what you are, I'll, I'll be your friend, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, prob- probably maybe a little intentional. At the same time, it might have just been his, you know, what he was noticing sure. at the time, right? Like, and he was truly expressing his appreciation. Yeah. And I think that's huge, right? When parents do that. Right. Express their appreciation for what their kids are doing, right? Like, I'll come home and my wife will tell me that Sully was helping her in the kitchen do whatever. And it's like, Sully, hmm. thanks for helping your mom today. You know, like, you know, because it is, I, I truly do appreciate when he's helping mom instead of the vice versa, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so, but I think kids need to hear that too. Yeah. So like you and your sense saying that it was nice to hear that. I think kids do need to hear those kinds of things too. Like, right. And whether parents are being intentional or not, you know, yeah. who cares, I guess, in a sense to, you know, they're impacting their kids and you still remember those things to this day, Yeah, which is huge. Right. You know? And yeah. And you're going to, you're probably going to be because that, you know, you're probably going to be more intentional about, doing that for your kids right? Mm-hmm. saying those things you know yeah for sure so uh, i, I want to dive or continue down that path but i want to ask you do you have any of those kind of moments in your life where people stopped you and said charlie you're really good at this or Matt, oh, man you this? can you think of way anything? too many yeah no yeah. no i don't want to i don't want to <laughs> boast no i just i just always get that you know I, I i hear that a lot from a lot of people about just how you're just so nice all the time. You're so welcoming. You're so, you know, yeah. and, and I mean, and I do appreciate hearing that because mm-hmm. I, cause I'm intentional. I do try. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and it's funny cause I do find myself sometimes where it's like, you know, like you do kind of shut down and you kind of go on yourself and you're not, you know, and cause you, you maybe feel like at a certain point you're not, you don't necessarily fit in mm-hmm. a little bit, you know? So like trying to do anything is like, you're just gonna be like, no, I just, this isn't my place, mm-hmm. you know? But, um, but yeah, I think, I think that's probably the biggest one. And, you know, um, my, my superintendent's huge on ICUs, you know, he'll like just put little blurbs and emails on Fridays just saying, Hey, I see you like you're doing this, you know? Mm -hmm. So last week was, so I'm just started bus driving. He's like, I see you bus driver, Charlie, you know? And it's like, man, you know, like, I guess that's, you know, humans are human beings. You know, we, we all want that sense of need and appreciation and so to hear those things you know and so for me mine is just like yeah you're just a nice person it's like awesome mm-hmm. so i'm trying to do every day so to hear that people are noticing that it's a good thing right but but yeah i think i think that's the big one you know and um 
I've heard great dad, but I sure. don't know. Sometimes you don't feel that way, but you, right. you, you try, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and like the gal I eat lunch with a lot during the school year, she'll always tell me that, oh man, I can just tell you just love your kids. You know, you love your wife and it's like awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's good because some days you're not really sure, you know, if, 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 if you're exuding that love mm-hmm. at home, you know, right. and when other people can see it, then you know, you're, what you're doing is right. You know, yeah. you're doing a good job for sure. So. Uh, I talked about my dad expanding on that. I talked mm-hmm. about my dad saying, Hey, you're really good at making new friends and that yeah. had a big impact on me. Yeah. You're familiar with the five love languages. Oh yeah. Uh, mine is words, right? Okay. Words so, of affirmation. Sure. So I'm yeah. talking okay, these moments where somebody says something about me has a huge impact Yeah. where also whatever your language is, that's how you try to yeah. show love too, right? Yeah. That's I, what I hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've learned my daughter's is not words. So okay. I try to tell her you're the best or whatever, and it <laughs> has no impact, yeah. right? Yeah. But gifts are quality time and she's through the roof awesome. excited, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's weird for me and it's hard for me to be like, hey, the, these word moments are so impactful. Yeah. But it doesn't really mean that much to different people within yeah. your yeah within your life or your family right but what's yours do you you know what yours is gosh that's a great question and i i'm probably i'm probably words of affirmation for sure um i think i think a lot of it for me um and it's kind of weird to say this because you know you don't want everybody doing it but like touch you know the physical touch side of it too right like you know whether it's hugs from my kids or from my wife or whatever, right? Like right. I'm huge on that, and and I know my son's the same way. Yeah, he he is. I mean, as soon as he's up from his nap, runs right to the chair and gives you a big old hug, you know, because mm-hmm. like he needs that. He's like, you know, mm-hmm. and so so I I think that's another one for me. Um, gifts definitely not. Like I, I I I mean, Christmas time is coming up. It's like nope, I don't need any. She's like, you never tell me what you. Uh, nope, it's because I don't need anything. You right. know, like. I don't, that, that to me just isn't one, but yeah, definitely words of affirmation is, you know, I think just, just to hear that, you know, you're appreciated, you're doing a good job. That's, yeah. that's huge for me, for sure. That's definitely builds my intrinsic, you know, um, yeah. you know, desire to be able to just keep doing it. Right. Is, is that a thought concept or is that something within school at all? Like love languages or, or communication um, styles yeah, or not necessarily, um, maybe not intentionally, um, but you know, through that capturing kids hearts, you know, they're trying to build some of that, but you know, just basically trying to figure out the kid and what they need. Right. And so it's never been brought up in that manner, Mm -hmm. but I, I know, I know my wife has the book, you know, the, the children's love languages, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to figure out your kids too. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd be intrigued to see, you know, if, if you were to, if you were to try to be intentional, even that side of it, like what, what kind of outcome you'd have right? with your kids at school even, you know, but. Right. And there's a part of me that thinks that you can go too far. If you're too analytical sure. about how you interact with everybody. Sure. Where does that get you potentially, uh, right? Yeah. I mean, if you tried to figure everybody out, oh boy. Right. You'd be a busy, busy man, you know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So I think, I think having just that overarching, like this is how I'm going to treat people. And then, you know, I mean, I think that works for everybody. And yeah. then like, you know, and then as you get to know somebody better, you're going to figure it out. Sure. You know? Right. whatever that might be. And then you're going to stick to that, you know? Yeah. Hmm. But On the business side though. Yeah. Uh, so you, again, I, I'm diverging. We're no, jumping back and fine. forth, but the, 
happenstance came yeah. to be wasn't something oh, you yeah. thought about but now you're pretty yeah. excited about it but what was yeah. it like getting into it like was that a pretty scary thing was it oh man well when you go to the bank and sign over your life that's pretty scary yeah. for sure um yeah it's it's uh there was a lot involved definitely a lot involved there was a lot of communication with the previous owners about how they run things um because it's you know, it looks pretty looks pretty simple on the outside, right? You got a portable toilet, you drop it off, you pick it up, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and there is there's just there's just a lot involved there as far as, you know, numbers and then even routing and, you know, areas that you're working in and when you're gonna service those areas and so yeah, there was a lot of conversations with the previous owners. They kind of led me through everything they did. Because mm-hmm. I mean they came up here in nineteen eighty nine with twelve toilets, you know. Hmm. And they sold it with over 200. So, I mean, they built something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, there's a wealth of knowledge to be tapped there. And so we've just tried to take it from there. And, and yeah, and, you know, I had to get some septage education credits. And now I got to get 30 every five years just to stay on top of my license. And so there was there was some, some um, definitely some learning involved. But at the same time, like I leaned on the just... I leaned on the fact that like I'm a people person. I love mm-hmm. talking to people. I drove the truck for the first two years. At, you know, I was out and about with the customers, got to know people, and so they're like, okay, these are the new people. You know, and they were talking to my wife on the phone and loved her too. And so to me, it was just like there there was a lot to take on to try to get it up and running. But after we took it over, it was like okay you know, like the relationships we're going to build and just my personality of just like, we're going to just give it a shot and let's see how it goes. Definitely been some bumps in the road, but mm-hmm. I felt, I felt like that was just going to carry us through. And I feel like to this point it has. Right. And we hear that all the time from our customers they are very appreciative. They just love, you know, what we provide and how we provide it. And I mean, that's huge for us. And then, you know, now being an, an, an employer, I had three employees this year, you know, you just, you just hope that, the guys you take on are going to kind of do that same thing. You know, they're an extension of you. And so you want them to treat the customers the same way you would treat them. And, mm-hmm. and you know, when you leave a customer interaction, they're like, Oh man, those guys are the best, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think it just all, all goes back to just me and my personality, just like leaning on that, just like, you're going to be fine. Yeah. People are going to love you. It's going to be great. And it's just kind of taken off right. for us. Right. Definitely. But you initially you said that you were okay at principal administration. That's yeah. the ticket, right? But yep. now you're finding that maybe you can find that same fulfill that same need within the business yeah. world. Yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, it, right? Like moving up in the administrator world, you're you know you're looking at teaching teachers. It's also a pay raise, right? You're yeah. you're hoping to just kind of further your you know whatever you know buying a house and you know doing all those things. Life costs money, right? Mm-hmm. And so. Um, and I know you could definitely make it work on a teacher salary, right? I, you know, I've seen a lot of people who've done it, so Mm -hmm. it's, it's work, but people make it work and, um, you just, your lifestyle changes a little bit, you know? And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I think, I think for an administrator standpoint, it was like, okay, like, you know, maybe at that point I was looking at the money side of it, like, oh, I'm going to get paid more, you know, and Mm -hmm. and I'll just, you know, I won't deal with kids. I'll deal with teachers where, I mean, I guess you would deal with kids to a certain extent, but now it's like. It's a different kind of teaching, you know, now mm-hmm. you're teaching customers, you know, um, we haven't dove into the septic side yet. We're looking to eventually. Um, but yeah, so like, I just look at even that side of it, you know, and, um, educating people on their systems and how they work and, and when you should get them pumped. And, and as long as I know everything about them, then that's great for me. And so, yeah. And then like, I think just 
building those relationships with the customers is kind of along the same line as building those relationships with your students or your teacher peers, you know? Yeah, for sure. And so there's something I, I, I crave about that as well on the business side of things, eventually having a team, people underneath me, yeah. you can help them influence yeah. them, yep. help them lead a better life, whatever. Yeah. It's that same drive. It's that yeah. same pull, right? Oh yeah. Uh, but what about for you, whether it's within this world or another world? So I've been in sales, right? For yep. seven or eight years. And again, I'm sure. correlating myself to you saying we've got a lot of similar interests and a similar yeah. drive and similar mentalities potentially. Sure. Uh, would sales ever be a thing you'd consider? Um, I did sales for a while. I worked at, uh, I sold appliances okay. um, when I was going to college. Um, and I loved it just cause you're hanging out with people, right? Mm-hmm. People come in with questions. You want to be able to answer them and you're trying to sell them something. Right. And, and so like, I love that. And I, and I don't know if I love the sales side of it or just the people interaction side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I guess in my, in that, in that industry, um, as far as sales, I don't know, you know, um, like as far as selling a product, I'm selling a service, you mm-hmm. know? And so, yeah, you're, you're always trying, you know, if people are calling for quotes, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're definitely selling yourself. You're definitely selling what you have to offer. And, and, you know, even if you're not the cheapest price, you know, right. you just hope that they go with you just based on their interaction with you. Right. And mm-hmm. so, so I guess, yeah, I mean, even in that sense where, you know, it's a different kind of sale and that, and, and that I'm selling a service, but you're also selling yourself and your business and what you stand for. And you just hope people see that and appreciate it and be like, yeah, you're a guy, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, so I guess in that sense of sales, that's, you know, definitely I look to just continue that and just, I mean, you know, seeing it grow is from where it's, where it's, at, where it was at when we took over where it's at now and then where we hope to see it go in the future. So, yeah, for sure. No, and absolutely. You're selling right now. Yeah. You own a business. <laughs> just a different sales, kind of sale. Right? Yeah. But I was just yeah. curious what that would look like again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I there's, I, I think if you have, there's a part of me that's like, okay, I really appreciate sales, right? Not the cliche sales, right? Like how smooth of a talker are you, yeah, whatever else, right? Yeah. But how good are you with people, right? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, if you're great at it, you can yeah. potentially be rewarded for it, oh, right? Yeah, definitely. But also, like if you have the heart of a teacher, you're selling a product that you totally believe in, yep. right? A yep. company that you totally stand behind exactly. morally, whatever else. Oh, yeah. You're not pulling gimmicks behind the scenes yep. or whatever, right? Yep. Uh, and and you're, you have a hard work ethic. Like there's a huge triple threat oh, of yeah. like, you're unstoppable, right? Yeah. Well, that's uh, what you hope for, right? Ideally, right? Definitely. But there, there's a part of me that's like, man, there's it's limitless your potential, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that's the thing, right? Like we look at we look at our growth over the last, you know, almost four years, and it's like, holy cow! Yeah. Like we never saw this. Like we had a goal for that second summer, right? Yeah. We're like, okay, this summer, you know, let's maintain the status quo. Yeah. Whatever they did last year, that's what we're going to try to do this right. year, right? Because we're like, we're still learning. We're going to yeah. do it. You know, this is what we want to do. That second summer, we're like, all right, we're going to set our goal at this. Mm-hmm. And we blew right by that. Yeah. You know, and it was like, what? Right. Like, how in the world did that happen? Yeah. You know, and it's just like, I don't know. It, you know, we just, we must be catching on a little bit. And then every year it's just gone up and up. And I just have a firm belief in that the word's getting around, you know, that we, we treat our customers with respect and we we have a fair have a fair product at a fair price and and like i know in certain areas i'm not the cheapest around you Mm -hmm. know you could look elsewhere and find cheaper but i just hope that you know our integrity our work ethic our customer service just keeps you coming back you know Mm -hmm. and uh and we do we get a ton of repeat customers every year who just tell us hey you know when to drop it off they don't they don't question anything they don't question they just know that what we provide has been great for years and they're just all over it. Yeah. You know? So, right. Is there, have you found 
there's almost this thing within business, right? Where you like, how could I make it right? Yeah. But have you found oh. that like, as, if you do the good things, right? You do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. You, you show up on time, yep. you treat people with respect, right? Yep. You do like the things that are just elementary. Yeah. You're going to make it. Yeah. Communication. Yeah. It's huge. Right. Definitely. If your customer has no idea, that's when they start to question. Right. And yeah. so like, I mean, even this week alone, you know, we had, we, we had routes planned Monday, Tuesday, and we got snow, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard to drive around those trucks with snow and try to do anything, you know, drivers aren't plowed, whatever. We're getting stuck. We, we, we can't risk that kind of stuff. So you're on the phone, you're talking to customers saying, Hey, look, you know, you, you know, you, this is the day you expect us, you know, weather, weather kind of came across the table and we're, you know, we're having to push things back. And I mean, but if you don't do that, mm-hmm. if you, if you're not reaching out and you're not communicating, you know, right. that can, that can, that can kill you. That can hurt you for sure. And, and so I think that's, that's one of the things I, I'm, I'm always trying to get better at too, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like if anything comes up, like I, I want to be on the phone and you know, like there's programs out there that, you know, if the technician's on their way, they'll, it'll send, it'll send a message or a text message or an email or whatever. If something comes up, it'll send them a message saying, Hey, you know, I, I'm not about, I, I want to call that person. Yeah. I'm about, Hey, I'm calling them saying, Hey, just want to give you a heads up. This is what's happening. Mm-hmm. So what's going on. This is what we're doing to fix it. This one will be there, mm-hmm. but you know, you have that person to person contact. And I think that goes a long way. You know, I know people say everybody wants to do everything online now, but right. I don't know. I think just, you can never eliminate the human yeah. aspect in, in the sense that humans interact way better with each other than mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you know, I, I buck pretty hard against that. Not act, not vocally, but like within any type of sales I've been, they have oh, all yeah. these like email campaigns and scripts and like throw it all in the garbage. I, I know. Don't, like I understand there's value on like a large sure. scale level, but for sure. me personally, yeah, I don't like it. It doesn't work all. for you. Right. You want to be out there. You want to be talking to people. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Where it's just, yeah, like these automated things. I, I don't like more <laughs> apps. Get rid of them. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I love when somebody calls me. You know, there's a lot of, like we, on our website now, we have, you know, the email, get a quote, right? Yeah. And so they'll, they'll, they'll email me and ask for a quote. And sometimes I'll email them back, depending on what I'm doing. But if I get a chance, they'll leave a phone, they have to leave a phone number on there. If, if I get a chance, I'll call them. Yeah. Just like, hey, I got your email. You know, what questions do you have? Like, mm-hmm. let's talk this through. And so I do that as much as I can mm-hmm. and cause otherwise you're sending emails back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You never know what kind of questions they might have. Right. right. It's way easier. Yeah. Give them a call, say, all right, Hey, I got your email. I see this is when you need something, you know, like let's talk about it, mm-hmm. you know? And so man, you get business done so fast that way. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. But I've got one last question. Unless you've got anything else that no. we didn't cover that no. we should have covered. Go ahead. Four years ago, you had no idea you're going to get into the yeah portable toilet industry, right? Yeah. Uh, you you said you 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 started driving school bus. You had no idea yeah. you're going to start driving school bus. Exactly. You said, "Hey, let's do this," right? Yeah. Like, is 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 exciting to you? Of course, you can't predict your life, but picture where yeah. you're at four years from now, ten years yeah, from now, twenty years from now. No idea. Hey, it's crazy to think about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I even like you think back to when I first started um, college, right? Like, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. No idea where I was going to end up sent applications all over the state of Minnesota. Yeah. I think I applied at 25 different schools at that time that, that you know, everybody was hiring, mm-hmm. but I got one, I got one, um, response from a school in Crooks in Minnesota. They're like, Hey, you know, we'd be interested. Let's set up an interview, you know? 
So I was like, all right, awesome. Went up there, interviewed, came home, and two days later, they called and offered me the job, you know? Mm -hmm. I was like, Crooks in Minnesota. Okay, well, I have like 24 other applications out there right now, you know? And so, (laughs) call me crazy, but I took my cell phone. I was like, all right. So I had a flip phone at the time. I I would still have a flip phone if they had a good one out there. But um, so I just, I was like, all right, if it lands, screen up, I'm taking it. Land screen down, I'm not. Hmm. Flip my phone, landed screen up, call them back, said, yep, I'll take it. Hmm. And then I got 24 rejection letters in the mail over the next two weeks. Yeah. So it was like, holy cow. Right. You know, but yeah, you have n- absolutely no idea, right? Like, yeah. and you just, you take a leap of faith, you you hope that you're going in the right direction and and then it, and it just happens for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, and I think even finding your spouse, right? Like, like for me, it was, shoot, I moved here in August and in December I met her and she went away for four months and came back and we got married four months, what, five, six months later, or whatever it was, you know, but it's like, I I don't know how that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just did, right. you know? So like, yeah, I hoped to find a wife when I moved here, but you know, again, had no idea that this, that that's where that taking this job up here in Northern, Northern Michigan, like what, who moves to Michigan to take a job, you right. know? And but I don't know. It is. It's crazy to think about, you know, yeah. where you were, where you've come from, and how things have just happened. And here you are sitting here with, with a small business and a teaching job and bus driving job and kids at home and a wife at home. And it's like, awesome. Mm-hmm. I th- the crazy part to me, like I, I, I have, I've got similar stories, right? Just yeah. like everybody of, yeah. of just like these happenstance moments of like yeah. you went here and because of that this happened or you chose this and because of that now your life's way different, right? Yeah. I think you can you can get stuck in a rut where your life is the same forever and you're yeah. just on a, on a on a level trajectory or a downhill trajectory till you die right sure but if you have that like that that ability and the strength and the courage to like be willing to reach for more yeah or, or, yeah or, or and be, for me it's for me it's attainable you know like like i was saying earlier just so, like the bus driving thing you mm-hmm. know to me it was like wow well, you know i've never really thought about that like what's it going to take to do it you know it's like Oh, that's attainable. Like I can, I could do that with a little mm-hmm. bit of hard work. I can do that. And now I'm doing it. I'm loving it. You know, like right. sometimes, sometimes it's just, you know, like seeing, seeing what it is and seeing how you can attain it, you know, and it's like, awesome, let's mm-hmm. do it. Like I can do that. Like what I'm doing now, I can be able to do that too. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes I think a lot of things can feel so overwhelming that you see no path in that direction. You're like, Ooh, there's way too much, you know, there's way too much other stuff going on. Or like, I got family at home that just can't do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, for me, that the, the attainability even of those kinds of things where it's like, wait, like I can do this even with all that other stuff going on, you know, mm-hmm. it's not going to really affect anything. And like, that's huge. Mm-hmm. It takes you places, you know? For sure. Yeah. But like you said, being open to it, you know, if you just go home, sit at home and that's it, then maybe nothing will ever pop up. But right. If you're out and about and you're looking for something, maybe when you're not even looking for something, but you're at right. least opening yourself up a little bit. Yeah, and probably when you're not looking for something, right? That's probably usually when it happens. Stuff comes along. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. They say your wife will come along when you're not looking for her, and that's the truth. Right. Holy cow. Yeah. But or bi- business opportunities. Business or, opportunity. Right? Teaching job. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I don't know. I just yeah just, but having a positive outlook to just like in good attitude about everything just like yeah no it's it's all gonna work out you know i think that's huge yeah whatever it is it'll work out 
Yeah. I had a similar, you flip your cell phone story, right? So I, <laughs> I, I left school. I kept going back to school. I didn't care about it, but I kept going back because it was a safe thing to do. It's what yeah. I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Call me crazy. Eventually I quit mid semester. I said, I have to do this. Otherwise I know I'm going to come back the following semester and know I'm not supposed to be here. Yep. Right. Yep. I was doing well, grades well, whatever. I, yeah. I even halfway enjoyed it, right? Yeah. I appreciate it, sure. but just like I'm like I, I need to quit right now, or I'm, yeah. I'm coming back, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I was getting into sales, and I was out in North Dakota, which I loved it out there, and I was yeah. I applied at this car dealership, Saks Motors, right? Yeah. And they they were, I didn't even know they were hiring, but they apparently they were hiring at the time, and they yeah. told me, hey, a couple of weeks, whatever else. Eventually, I had to tell my friend West. I was young, independent at the time, right? Yeah. I said, if Saks doesn't call me today, I'm going to Alaska tomorrow. Two hours later, later, they called me and said, hey, Logan, you want the job? And I, 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 they were unbelievable to work for. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. I, three and a half years, I yeah. learned a ton yeah. about how to operate a business, sales, yeah. work with people, negotiation, wow. whatever, the whole bit. Like definitely meant to work there. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah, it's just crazy. I don't would know. you have gone to Alaska? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. The next day I would have gone to Alaska. Yeah. But, and I still haven't made it back. Still oh. haven't, or made it to Alaska, right? And really? I need to, but. Dang, hey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it is, it's, it's. It's kind of weird how just it, it does. It works out. It's mm-hmm. funny. It's funny. You think about the little things that brought you to where you were at, and you're just like, no way. Mm-hmm. Just like it all had to work just so perfect, you know? And yeah, it definitely bumps along the way, but but it wouldn't change a bit of it. You know? Yeah. It wouldn't change the, a bit. Somewhat similarly to the podcast, right? This starting yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Not even necessarily like that, but I even uh, eventually I was driving one day. I told my wife, this is usually how these things get started, right? Oh, yeah. I thought about it for, for a long time, right? Yeah. Finally came up with the idea. I was like, man, I love mule deer hunting. Yeah. How fun would it be t- to talk about other people who are excited about anything? Yeah. But also about a lot of the things that I think about, just like helping yeah. people, yeah. being a better person, right? Yeah. Like what a lot of what we yeah. talk about today, right? Yeah. Uh, and I told my wife, I said, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. And she's like, why wouldn't you? I'm like, you're right. Next day, 9 a.m., <laughs> I ordered all my equipment, whatever, yeah. like, but even just having the ability or the willingness to say, okay, let's do this. Let's like there's, I probably well, get some social kickback, right? Yeah. Uh, I'll probably get some people saying, why on earth are you doing that? But it's yeah. like, I don't care. I, I yeah. enjoy it. I appreciate it. And there's, and I'm sure there was a learning curve. Oh yeah, for sure. But definitely attainable, yeah. right? Like here you are, however many episodes later, Yeah. talking to how many different people from different walks of life, like right. probably never thought it would bring you. You know, no, in the directions oh, yeah. it's brought you, but no. at the same time, crazy, hey? Yeah, but to tie Super that in, cool. for sure. But to tie that in, what's exciting for me is like these are all timestamps, like for me personally, but for you too. Yeah, of like, hey, here's where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. Ten years from now, two yeah. years from now, let's do yeah. this again. See where you're at, right? I know, I know. Well, and it's and it's kind of funny you say that timestamp because one of the things I heard a long time ago when our youngest or oldest was turning one was I had read something online about, you know, don't, don't ask for gifts, ask for letters, hmm. cards mm-hmm. from your family. Like, just be like, Hey, we don't want any presents. You know, mm-hmm. one year old doesn't remember a present, write them a letter. We'll put it in a box when they're 18, they can open it up, huh. you know, yeah. and they can read those letters, you know, from possibly grandma and grandpa who aren't here anymore or whatever, you know, like anyways, and they'll appreciate it as an 18 year old, right? Where well, it, so that's how it started for us, my wife and I. And now we write one every year on every kid's birthday. Hmm. And it is kind of funny because you are, you're putting things in that letter that are happening that year, you know, like, and I remember distinctly remember writing in one of the kids' letters, like, hey, we bought A1. I wonder if we still own it, hmm. you know, like who knows? Because in 16 years, you have no idea what's going to happen, right. you know, like, 
do we still own a one or do we not own a one anymore? You know, yeah. but, but it, it's kind of funny to think that, you know, like, yeah, that, that, that kid can be reading that letter. Like what the heck what yeah. was a one, you know, right. <laughs> or it's this huge thing. Or, it's or, like, or it's yeah. like, Holy crap, dad, look where you are now. You know, like, yeah. but no, I, I don't know. I, I think there's a fear of growing too big too, you know, like yeah. we're just taking baby steps and, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. That, that part of it just to me is, to me is so cool. Yeah. What's the fear of growing too big? What do you mean by that? Oh, I don't even know. I can't, I can't express it to you too much, but like, it's like you just, I think there's a whole sense of, you know, failing. Like if you get too big, you're going to fail and there's so much more to do. But at the same time, I think I'm thinking in my current mindset where I'm teaching right now, like I have duties outside of my business. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it were ever get to that point, I wouldn't have that anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like I would only have the business. So I would be able to focus more time on it, make sure I'm staying on top of all those kinds of things. So right. I think eventually I'll get to that point where I'll be comfortable stepping outside that shell and being mm-hmm. like, all right, let's go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, you know, we want to get into pumping septics eventually. And so that's just the next step, right? Okay, now beyond that, what's the next step, you mm-hmm. know? And so, you know, figuring that all out, you know, and, and then just running with it. Yeah. You know, took a lot of leaps of faith to get to where we are now. So right. what's a couple more, you know? <laughs> yeah. But is it, is it strictly on a logi- like a logistical level that you have a fear of getting too big or is there something of, within um, you internally? Like, uh, I think it's more internal. Cause I think, I think I see the potential okay. for, you know, whatever it might be, you know, like I, I, I get these magazines, the pumper and the pro magazine that talk about, you know, all these guys who started small mm-hmm. and, you know, and for especially septic pumpers, you know, um, why only pump septics when you can also install them? Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of guys like like to be that one stop shop. They they call you to install their septic. They call you to pump their septic. They call you when they have an issue in the house, in the plumbing, or in the drain line, or whatever it is. Right? Like, mm-hmm. there's you want to be that guy. It's one phone call. You call them and they they send you whoever you need. You know. And so I think eventually I would love to maybe get to that point you know do i see a pathway there yet not necessarily yeah but i think with some time and effort and thinking and sitting down and figuring it all out maybe Mm -hmm. but but yeah it's scary to think about right now yeah (laughs) for sure but but intriguing at the same time because there's a the reason i'm asking and the reason that intrigued me is because i have a a, i don't know how, how to quite define it a thought process about this podcast right yeah where I appreciate it. I love doing it. Like yep. it's the most meaningful work I've ever done by far. Right. Yeah. To sit down and ask people about their lives. And I, I can't even stop my curiosity. Right. Like yeah. it's so engaging to me personally, mm-hmm. but there's this thing where like you think about growing it cause it's pretty legitimately could be a real good business. Right. Yeah. Uh, sure. You think about growing it, what would that take and marketing and this and that. I'm like, I don't know if I want that. Yeah. Right. Like sure. maybe in time, but like you yeah. said, baby steps, I, I to know. me, the answer is organic growth yeah. to get there. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm all about too right now, especially is organic growth. Like right. we do some advertising, you know, we buy ads in the newspaper. We don't do any radio. You know, we bought a ha- hockey dasher board at the MT at the SDC. Now mm-hmm. it's down right behind one of the goalies and it's like sweet, you know, mm-hmm. the goalie won't stop it. We will, but you know, so it, I, you know, we do a little bit of that, but, I firmly believe word of mouth advertising is the best way to go. And that word of mouth advertising is organic growth. Yeah. You know, like you're not trying to, you know, 
I mean, maybe, maybe deep down intentionally you are just by how you treat your customers, mm -hmm. you know, and you're hoping that they say good things about you, but yeah, all that, all that stuff, it's all organic and it's just kind of building itself. And, right. and yeah, I think, I think that's the best way to just go about anything, right? Like all of a sudden something will pop up and you'll be like, awesome. Right. That's sweet. You know, I'm going to do that. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, there's a lot there. Yeah. And there's something too, where like, if I'm advertising again, I think I'd have an easier time not to compare one to the other, but like, if I'm advertising for you for a portable toilet business, it's sure. like, Hey, here's a great service. Here you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if I'm like trying to put out clips of like this podcast, yeah. it's like, Hey, you need to listen to me. You I know. know. It's like, I, I know. know. I, I, I know. I can't do it. I know. Well, I think it, it all come, you know, it'll come down to you and the guests you have on here. Right. Sure. People, people want to listen to other people's stories, I think. Right. And I always, I always tell my wife that too, right? Sitting in church or wherever. It's like, you look around at all these couples and it's like, I want to know their story. Like how, how'd they meet? Yeah. Cause I love my story, you know, like I love how I met or how it all worked out, you know, but mm -hmm. like, it's like, I wonder how, wonder how they met. Like where'd they meet for the first time? How'd they end up getting together? You know, was that, right. was, was it just like love at first sight or did it take a while or, you know, yeah. it's like, like even, even I'm kind of like on that, like, it's just like hearing people's stories is so cool. Yeah. You know, like sure. I listen to Dirk's on here and it's just like, like you listen to him sitting up in the rafters at, you yeah. know, <laughs> doing hockey play by play at the Huskies games. It's like, that's so cool. Like you just love hearing those kinds of stories. It's yeah. awesome. Like in Garrett's biking story, like, man, people have been places and yeah. they've done things. And it's so cool to listen to that. Even if it, even if like you're never gonna like think about it or talk about it necessarily again like mm -hmm. it's so cool to hear those for know? sure like it's it's fun and so you get to do that every, you know yeah every time you talk to somebody it's like man that's so cool i think that's what makes it so rewarding i guess yeah. it's so fun to yeah. sit and do this is unbelievable and again like i said it goes back to where we started this is you said hey do you fit this i, I say i don't care right yeah yeah but like thank goodness yeah I've been just as fun with this as the most extreme passionate person I've had. Right. You That's know what cool. I mean? Like it's, yeah. I yeah. feel like everybody has that, whatever yeah. that is, it's just yeah. human, Something. whatever. Right. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I know. I know. And I, I appreciate that. And it's, uh, it is, it's like you were saying earlier, it's sometimes you don't think about these things. You don't have these conversations, but to mm -hmm. actually sit down and talk about it and think about it. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's true. That mm -hmm. is what I think, you know, right. Whether you, you know, actively think about that on a daily basis or not. You yeah. Know? I think that's what it is too. A lot of us live such busy lives. It's hard to yeah. even sit back and reflect about who are you and where are you going yeah. and what are you doing and anything yeah. like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it's healthy. I think it's, it's good for you to take time for yourself and you know, I mean, you can't love somebody else if you don't love yourself. So, right. you know, you definitely gotta take care of yourself and just be intentional for all sure. the time. For sure. But no, Charlie, I really appreciate it. Thanks for hopping on. Oh, Thanks man. for doing this. This. Is, this is fun. It goes by fast. Hey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long we went, but. Yeah. A little over an hour, hour, 20 minutes, hour, awesome. 10 minutes, something like uh, that. Yeah. Hey, perfect. Well, we'll, we'll give somebody, somebody something to do during supper one night. So. Yeah. But. Awesome. Thanks, Charlie. You bet. Thanks, Logan. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have and you feel so inclined, share this podcast with your friends, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and give us some feedback with a review. Until next time, thank you.